0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to our Why We Are Vegan podcast interview series entitled Why We Are Vegan. Each week, I'll be posting one to two interviews I've had with inspirational vegans around the world who are walking their talk. Each of my guests share their personal vegan journey and insights they've gathered along the way. You are about to listen to my interview with Phoebe Hewson. Phoebe is truly a shining light in my life and such a joy to be around. Her compassion for other sentient beings of all races, species, walks of life, ages, identifications, etc. is beyond admirable. She is also one of the most quick-witted and funny people I know. Phoebe began her vegan journey six years ago. All right, welcome to my closet. (laughs) Phoebe, tell us a little bit about yourself personally.
1: I am someone who likes to make people laugh. I'm someone who likes being around people but also is a bit of an introvert and enjoys just time to herself. And I'm more of an observer and a thinker. And uh yeah, I'm a weirdo too. But what um, do you
0: like to do for fun?
1: Um I like to color and play guitar and I like to play volleyball and sing when no one's listening. <laughs> i have a wonderful mother who's my best friend and then all my other family is chosen family through beautiful friends that i've found over the years
0: and what do you do personally i mean (laughs) oh my god we're nailing this we're nailing this i'm starting to think you know the phone ones are actually pretty easy (laughs) and what
1: do you do professionally I am an interior designer for a residential firm in San Diego. Love and I love it. What are your aspirations for your future? Mm. Um, well, my aspirations before were to become a lead designer and start taking on my own projects, but I have already reached that goal. So from here, I think it's just to continue to grow and and learn and become a, a better designer and be able to help more people with design and making their spaces amazing and and hopefully incorporate more vegan ideas and and, uh, materials and finishes and things like that and more eco-friendly options into the design world because we're getting there but we're not we, we have much room to grow
0: beautiful if you were in a room filled with a dozen kindergartners how would you share with them why you were vegan in your own words as if speaking with them
1: uh, I would keep it incredibly simple because I feel like kids are brilliant and will understand basics, so I would bring in a picture of a cow and i would or or you know another animal that people seem to want to eat mm-hmm. and I would bring in a picture of a puppy or kitten, and I would say, you know I would just ask them what are the what's the difference they're both animals and just kind of explain to them that these are both living beautiful wonderful beings who feel the same things and deserve the same amount of love and just kind of show them visually that they are the same even though they look different because that's something that kids should learn in general Mm
0: -hmm. what made you decide to become vegan what tipped the scale for you to go all in
1: uh, it was kind of just an aha click moment where the taste of cheese or the taste of, you know, that that burger or whatever it was just wasn't worth what I knew about what animals went through. And um, the bad practices that went into all of that food in general, it, it just wasn't worth it mm-hmm. anymore for me. That It was just kind of a, it was a click many years ago.
0: And what does being vegan mean to you personally?
1: It means being conscious of what I put on my body, what I put in my body, things that I consume or buy, and making sure that those things in no way cause suffering for any, any living being of any kind, whether it was human or animal. Please share how you
0: continue to benefit from being vegan physically, emotionally, and spiritually.
1: You know, life can be hard sometimes, but it's when I'm, you know, eating at the healthiest version of a a vegan lifestyle, right? I'm eating, you know, fruits and vegetables and organic and all of that. I can deal with the stresses of life 100% better than I normally would, and I don't feel guilty when I eat something anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's helped me to just kind of be more of who I believe I was meant to be and be more physically able to handle things that life throws at me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And spiritually, I just don't understand why anyone could say they were woke when they're putting the flesh of other beings in their body. So just not doing that, not contributing to death in any way, shape, or form, not ingesting the, the pain and the fear and the terror that is coursing through those poor beings, veins when they're killed, just that alone makes makes all of them chakras feel clear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your vegan lifestyle. A week in the life of Phoebe.
1: Well, it's week to week for sure. Uh you know, I love I love some some sugary bakery pastry goodness and am very grateful to live in San Diego where I can go to a vegan pastry shop. Um but I would say that the trend for sure over the years has been trying to get more back to the um, not necessarily always raw, but just, you know, more vegetables, more fruit as far as what I'm eating Um, and just kind of keeping it basic. I'm not a chef. I don't like cooking. So unless someone makes me something fancy, it's going to be like pasta with vegetables or, you know, I made hummus the other day. I was so proud of myself, you know, just basic (laughs) things like that and then as far as things that I wear and, and how I do things at work, you know, I, I I find the alternatives if I need to, and a leather jacket may look absolutely beautiful, but if it's real leather, I don't, it's not worth wearing it. It's one of those things where I, you know, you have to check all of the tags, unfortunately, and if it if it has anything to do with an animal, you know, you put it back and you find something else. There's always something else there that's just as cute or stylish or whatever comfortable that you could wear. So I would say, you know, the clothing and, and shoes and everything is still a bit of a challenge. But, uh, so it's a little bit harder shopping-wise.
0: You've talked about food. You've talked about clothing. Oh. But there are other considerations in your vegan oh, lifestyle. I would say you...
1: makeup. I... I'm also not a huge makeup person, but I do, you know, for, for my profession, it's good to kind of dress the part when you're talking to clients and things. And so I found, um, can I brand drop? No. Okay, no brand drop. Oh, yeah, you can. Uh, well, what I use, but I know there's uh, quite a few lines out there, um, is e.l.f. I use a lot of their makeups because they're all about, well, it, we won't make this all about e.l.f., but basically they use makeups that I know weren't weren't tested Same with shampoo, other products, and things like that. I won't use anything that's been tested on an animal. So if it says vegan and cruelty-free and not tested, then we're good to go. Mm -hmm. So definitely just checking labels for everything, which I'm pretty sure any vegan would say.
0: Yep. What is most important to you about living a vegan lifestyle?
1: Uh, I would say being able to look into an animal's face and know that I see them as equal and know that they know that I see them as equal. Just kind of having that, that understanding. You can't say that you believe in equality for all. You can't, you can't say that you are an environmentalist. You can't say any of that if you are literally contributing to killing animals or promoting the dairy industry in any way. It all goes against those, those core beliefs. And so I guess sticking to my core beliefs is the most important thing. And at the end of the day, that is helping animals, helping the environment, and just being true to myself. Lovely.
0: What do you wish more people understood about the benefits of being vegan or about living a vegan lifestyle in general?
1: I wish that people would understand that it's not a lack when you cut meat or dairy out. I will agree. Vegans might shun me for this, but I will agree that since I I didn't grow up 100% vegan, I know the taste of certain things, and I'm not going to lie and say that cheese doesn't taste good however I I think that it's that whole mindset where it's like oh but that's so good and then now I'm now I can't have it now like this is I'm being punished but it's not because at the end of the day if we had all started vegan we would have never known that taste and we wouldn't feel that it's not a lack it's a choice and you benefit so much more from everything else and there's so many alternatives these days that I just wish people wouldn't see it as having to give things up, but that seems to be the mindset these days.
0: And in a lot of cases, the vegan options are even more delicious.
1: Yeah, you're not giving up any flavor. For the, I mean, you know, you're not giving up any flavor when you switch to vegan. You're gaining. You're gaining flavor, and you're gaining creative, culinary, thing like. I don't know, I just feel like they get to explore even more because they're not relying on the taste of a cheese or meat or something like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Is there anything you wish more people would have a conversation about around veganism?
1: What I wish is that, I feel like there's two extremes in, in a lot of ways, and then there's the middle ground. And so there's the meat eaters who are like, you have to get this protein, and then there are the vegans who are like, I just don't even understand how you don't just go straight vegan, like why are you... what people call vegetarian but people who still eat some dairy products or something like that I wish that there was just kind of this understanding between all sides everyone's growing you're where you are supposed to be and it's okay if it takes you a little bit longer to transition that's something that I I feel like there's always this pressure like I don't understand why you aren't just straight vegan like it's for the animals it's like you know what I had to transition it took me two years still eating dairy to get to that full mental place (laughs)
0: I'm trying to ignore my stomach growling here. Oh my
1: god. I just, I kind of wish that both sides could just accept each other a lot of the time because I don't agree with eating meat. I don't agree with the dairy and, and all of that. But I also know that I used to be there. And so it's it's understanding the mentality and simply showing through your actions versus, you know, pounding it into them and continuing to attack what they're doing and just kind of Kind of leading by example.
0: Mm-hmm. When you hear excuses from someone about why they couldn't go vegan, do you feel you're able to change their perspective with
1: what you know? No, I actually don't. I feel like I could. I have a lot to learn. I'm still, you know, there's documentaries I've watched recently that are helping me get that that knowledge base. Um, I did it for the animals simply because I don't believe in torture, and I I don't really like to bring up those details to people because I know they get defensive and and don't want to hear it a lot of the time, and I wouldn't want someone to attack me with that information if I wasn't in a place to hear it. But I feel a little bit more comfortable these days to be able to come to them with more of a knowledge as far as why it's beneficial to your body. And why it's beneficial to the environment. Because those are things that people are definitely more open to hearing. No one wants to hear about how animal's killed. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that's not right at the end of the day. So I feel like I'm gaining that. But I'm I'm a baby vegan. I'm still very young in my years. And have a lot to learn. And yeah, I kind of just lead by what I do. And, and people try my food. And my friends ask me questions here and there. And I will answer if they ask. And that seems to... I see them picking more and more plant-based options as far as eating and thinking twice about leather products or wool or it's not just leather, wool and and alpaca, you know, all that stuff, silk, all of it. I I see people kind of questioning it and and asking me questions like where does it actually come from or things like that. So just me showing up with a vegan dinner or vegan lunch at work helps. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. How do you feel about mainstream coverage of animal cruelty, environmental concerns, and the like via social media and news outlets?
1: I personally dislike coverage of animal cruelty. I understand why people do it. I, that's not how it got me. I like a more subtle approach to that stuff, but some people are different, and I've heard many stories where it was that one video or that... That made them click and go, oh my god, you know, a goat is a living being just like my cat, you know. So I think it's great that some people do it. I hate it when it pops up on my feed because I already get it and I don't need to see that. But I am happy for those who do it. I just think that a less drastic approach, I think, is really what is going to get more people to start thinking. Because when it's that extreme visual People shut off because they don't want to go there, whereas if you were to start a conversation off of a dish or something, or an environmental concern in and of itself that comes back to factory farming, then you're actually having this conversation where both sides feel like they are contributing and they are being heard that's when people start changing their minds not when they feel like they have to be defensive or they start to feel guilty but don't want to go there as far as environmental concerns in and of themselves i absolutely keep posting that stuff there's so many people who still don't believe it exists and so i think that that one is definitely something that needs to continue to be promoted everywhere and just sharing it is going to show people in the government people all over who have who have power and money that we we are aware of what's going on and we need things to change so the more you just spread you don't have to donate you don't have to you know if you don't have money that's fine just spreading it that's why we have social media to be able to spread the word and look at funny memes i think it's very interesting that it is animal cruelty and environmental concerns that are kind of they make a little segment because they want people to think like they're think that this is a main focus from everyone so news outlets will do a quick story here there about abuse to animals or about the ice caps melting but I, I do think that they need to go more in depth and I think it needs to be on the news every day and front page of newspapers and all over every news outlet because we're in mission critical at this point with all of it I mean we've been in mission critical with the whole animal cruelty from the start because that shouldn't exist but with environmental concerns we do have ways that we can improve things if we actually start paying attention now and they stop just kind of Making us feel better by patting us on the back and saying, oh, we heard you for a second there, but then we're just going to bury it again. So, again, it kind of goes back to my answer originally, which is it's up to us to share all this stuff because we actually have the power now to do that. So if the news outlets aren't going to do it, we need to start doing it to show them that that's what we want to hear.
0: hmm what questions would you pose to the mainstream?
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: <laughs> I like literally. I wonder this, if that's actually this coming. interview, I
1: can't. I can't. You just
0: have to ignore it. I don't think it's coming up on the. I think there's a
1: bear in here. Like they're gonna be like, "Where's the base? I think
0: we need to take a picture, a selfie, when we get done of you and me in this closet trying to do this. Yeah. What questions would you pose to the mainstream to move the conversation to what you feel is most important to understand about the global benefits of veganism?
1: Oh my gosh, that's a loaded question. Give me two seconds here. <laughs> what questions would you pose to the mainstream to move the conversation to what you feel is most important to understand about the global benefits of veganism? I In would, other
0: words, we kind of just sort of talked about it, okay? But
1: basically, what would I ask them?
0: to con- Yeah, because they say, oh, this is terrible, but they're missing a point. So what would you ask them to get them to actually focus more on what the point is and not the sensational part of it?
1: I would ask, do you, give, do you care at all about your your grandkids or the kids that are out there right now, whether they're related to you or not? Do you care about their future? Do you care about them having a planet? Do you care at all? Do you, that, that would be the first question. i try to like, totally guilt them. I would ask them personally, I think that would be so interesting to just ask those people who are telling or saying the stories on the news and whatever, I would say, so do you know what's causing that? Do you actually understand why these things are happening? And then I would also ask them, have you heard any solutions? Why aren't you promoting solutions? Or why aren't you promoting organizations that are working on solutions that people can become a part of? Give us the tools. Mm -hmm. Not everyone knows the tools. So you're just telling us all this bad news. Why not give us some things that we could actually be doing besides promote? They don't. They don't get into that. So I'd ask them, can you please present us with some solutions? Can you please talk to places that are coming up with solutions so that we know how we can help? Here, here.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the use of self-identifiers such as smeegan, mm-hmm. partially vegan, flexitarian, and the like?
1: I would say they're very annoying. I know the Smeegan one is the one that gets me because. I don't understand how you could ever stick meat in your mouth without gagging after being vegan for even a month. It's, like, so disgusting. But in general, I, I don't think it is. I think you are vegan or you're not, and you make that choice from the start. And it's it's one of those things where it's not. You can't, you can't be... I don't even know what flexitarian means, to be honest. That sounds really dumb. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's... They're just... Those are just... Not even labels. They're, like, made-up made-up things. I would say that these labels are absolutely ridiculous. When you go buy a meal yourself and it's a burger or something like that, you are financially... That's where I draw the line is you are financially supporting, killing, all of that ter- terrible stuff. I think these labels are... Smeag and Flexitarian, it's their way of feeling a little bit better at it. It's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not vegan, I'm Smeagin, so that makes it okay for me to go buy this or go eat this, this sort of thing that has nothing to do with being vegan. So I think it's an out. But at the same time, the only thing that irritates me about it is that they're actually coming up with these labels. Again, everyone in their own time will come to what they need to, and I want to support them where they are. I just don't think they should put a label on it like that it's kind of butchering it's kind of softening the importance of the word vegan when you start making alterations to it mm-hmm. so that's where it irritates me it's the label itself it's just don't If if you're not quite there then you say you know I'm working on getting to being vegan but right now I still have this stuff that I I wear or that I eat and it's like okay you're being honest with yourself you're being honest with me and I get that and you're taking your steps and I'm fine with that just don't come up with some stupid flexitarian label. So that one's a, uh, dumb. Anyway. So tell us how you really uh, feel Tell about me. That. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: How do you feel about the phrase plant-based being used today by companies of all kinds for meals, textiles, home goods, accessories, personal care, and other products that are not, in fact, vegan?
1: I go back and forth forth on this. I would say I hate that it's not, in fact, vegan. Uh, It's definitely a marketing thing these days. You know, this kind of happens with with most (laughs) phrases. It becomes a a fad, a trend, which was not the main purpose from the start. And I will say, though, that it excites me that the phrase plant-based is actually a marketing tool because that means that people are looking for that and people are attracted to things that have that in them. So I say that's actually shows some progress for consumers. However, it it shows that companies have so much to learn because Now they're just using it to make money, whereas what they should be doing is using it to look at what is in their products and what their products are contributing to society. Because if it's not vegan, well, one, it means that there are animals that are suffering because of it, but also it probably means that there's some very unhealthy and and toxic chemicals in these things because if it was 100% plant-based, then it would be natural. It would be good things to put on your body that don't lead to things like cancer and other stuff like that. They should be looking at what else can they... Okay, so they've taken this first step to put plant-based items in it, but now, like, what's the second step? Like, don't just use it as a marketing tactic. So I think I'm happy to see that consumers like that and that that is trending because that means that vegans' voices have been heard and things are starting to happen but it's the first step in a, in a shift, I would say, that needs to continue. And I think it's a responsibility of the companies to get some frickin' morals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. What vegans do you respect and keep tabs on? Well, I mean my mom, obviously. <laughs> I, you know, I don't think I would have been able to make the transition as easily as I did if I didn't have someone with me also doing it. Um, that's super helpful. And she is, you know, out there. I learn about new vegans every day from her and sanctuaries and things like that. Kat Von D, I think she's she's very cool. She's badass, um, you know, promoting makeups and, and all other things, but just having really, really cool products, too, and just being very vocal. And then I would say... I don't follow a ton of. I mean, I do follow a ton of vegans, so I forget mm-hmm. who I'm actually following. I just kind of like all of it. So all the fu- all the food people, anyone who promotes food, I'm I'm all about it. And then um, oh yeah, and uh, Santosha nutrition. I <laughs> know uh, a friend of mine, a good friend, uh, Liz Murphy. Her, you guys got to check it out. I'm doing a a little pitch here, but <laughs> she's great. Her food is amazing, and just talk about like, I mean. Everything that goes into her food is local, organic, like good things that, whoops, good things that, that you would want to stick in your body. It's safe. There's no torture. It's just all healthy and so good for you. And, uh, that woman made me like risotto a little bit, which is literally the (laughs) hardest thing to do in the world. So she's such a talent and just a sweetheart. And then other than that, I, I mean, there's just so many, there's so many but if i'm being honest most of the places i follow just involve food so <laughs> restaurants or know, goats or goats food or go- but still i think food comes first i'm not <laughs> i love goats but yeah
0: what's the most difficult decision along your vegan journey that you've had to make
1: most difficult decision i would say the biggest challenge for me has been In my design career, actually, and and sticking to my guns because there have been many opportunities where I could have totally specced something that was not vegan and it would have been absolutely beautiful in the design and it was faster and, like, I found it very quickly and it's less work and, and all of that, but... Uh it's that it's making that decision every time that happens to go, you know what? No, it's still not worth it to me. I do not want to support anything that had anything to do with with pain and suffering for any any being of any kind. So I would say just con it's it's a difficult thing all the time. Just consciously deciding whether or not to stick to my beliefs and choosing my morals over my aesthetic at the end of the day. To sum up
0: our time together in one sentence, please tell us, why are you vegan?
1: For the animals? I mean, it's just the most basic. I would not still be vegan if it wasn't for the animals. I care about my health, I care about the environment, but... Uh, it's just baffling that anyone could hurt an animal just for the taste, or the look. And I mean, it just sounds gross to me, but... um it, it will always be for the animals who feel and love and have families and are literally just like us they just look different. Is there anything
0: you'd like to discuss that we haven't talked
1: about today? Well, one thing that's a topic for me is is uh restaurants that are not vegan but have alternative vegan options, and I mean they have like menus with vegan options. I don't mean they have fries on the menu. <laughs> I will say, one of the things is I've talked to many vegans, and some are all about going and trying those new places, and some are, you know, kind of anti, they're like, I just don't understand why you won't go full vegan, like, I'm not going to go to a place that has all these other things. What I would say to them is, the more that we go to these places and show an interest in vegan options, and even, and I'm I'm specifically talking about food, but it's also stores that have... Lines that are vegan leather or vegan products of some kind. So it's like a faux silk. It's a, it's a faux leather. It's a faux whatever. Um, Going there and looking at those things and showing the demand for stuff there is incredibly important because what I've noticed is that the more that you do that, the more options pop up because you are showing that trend. If we all just stuck to going to vegan restaurants and never branched out of that and went to places where people are still on the fence about it and still eat eat and wear things that aren't vegan then how are we ever going to get them to start thinking otherwise we have to be where people who believe differently are so I think I personally think it's very important to go places that are not vegan because otherwise where are we showing our faces where are we showing this different perspective if we're always just running to our little vegan places. Just getting out there, getting out of your comfort zone because if you want someone to get out of theirs, you have to show them first.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautifully said. Thank you. Lampa! Lampa. Mm. Oh. All right, my girl. We hope you've enjoyed this interview. Find out when the next episode of this enlightening and thought-provoking interview series is available by following Why We Are Vegan on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The ID for all three is Why We Are Vegan. We're also on YouTube and iTunes. You can visit our free resource site whywearevegan.org for podcasts you may have missed and links to all our social media. Take care.